You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. We are back for hour number two. I made my change. These guys convinced me, talked me off the ledge of starting three going over at Dalvin Cook. So I made the change. So thank you guys. Now, would you play Larry Fitzgerald or Philip Lindsay? That one's not so easy. Uh, I would go with Philip Lindsay. Tight decision between uh, two positions of running back. Sport gets more guaranteed touches. Jim, do you agree? I, I usually do, but man, Fitz is playing well, going up against the Oakland defense. I could bench Corey Davis. Seem like it wants to be there. I could play them both uh, no, and I bench would, Corey I Davis. Bench, I, I like I like Corey Davis a lot this week. Again, he looked real good last week, and this week he, he's going up against uh, Pierre Desir, who I think he should be able to roast. He had a great game against Stephon Gilmore last week. I think he should be able to roast Desir today. So definitely don't sit to Davis. I think I think similar uh, to David Johnson. Now, David Johnson is different. Like he can be an elite guy here these last six weeks. I think we're I think we're hitting the streak here for Corey Davis. I think we're going to get into a little bit of a groove here. I think this offense is going to play a little bit better. Heard that before I know. <laughs> Maybe not for me. Probably for me. I'm very bullish on the Titans. I think we could Definitely hit a little bit of a groove for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not saying I heard it from either one of you guys. I'm just saying every time Corey Davis has a good game, it's. Uh, Okay, here we go. And yeah, here we go. For three weeks. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. The, the good thing, well, well, let's talk about this a little bit. Yeah. The good thing is he's he's seen you know a lot of targets pretty much all week, all year, so he's getting the opportunity. And but like Scott always says, opportunity doesn't always give you results, and that's what we've seen is the opportunity wasn't giving him results. But that wasn't with a healthy Mariota. We knew Mariota was hurt, and you could see it on the field every time. Last week was the first week he looked like he was truly healthy. He looked like he was moving around like the old Mariota that we've seen in the past, and you know he was making good decisions with the football, and it just looked like him and Corey Davis were. On the same page for the first time, at least to me, all year. So I, I agree with you. I, he's a guy that I've been going out and trying to get all week, uh, Corey Davis, after that one week performance, just because they did look so in sync together. Yeah. So you working for like AMG or Aces Management, like <laughs> how much is Davis, how much is Mariota people paying you? It's like, listen, listen to enough. the way he throws Not out enough. stuff, too. It's like he went back to 2016 to make his case, just like an agent. Well, yeah. Well, what's he supposed <laughs> well, to do? You got to take what you got. Yeah, that's right. You got to use the stats that are in front of you. It's like a, he's Scott, only got three years in the in the league. It's not like he's got ten years worth. It's like a Scott Boris move. He just shows up with the binder, yeah, showing Sam you all the Donald stats. Donald played some really good exhibition games. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, like big big news today. Just reset at the top of the hour. The big news. Uh, we gave you a lot of injury news in the first hour. I'll do it again here for those of you that just joined us. The big news that Joe Flacco is out and Lamar Jackson is expected to start. John Harbaugh played at Coy all week, but Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to be in there. So for those of you that have Alex Collins and John Brown and Willie Sneed could impact you a little bit. Um, Scott likes Lamar Jackson just straight up in his seasonal league. He's the 14th ranked QB in his rankings. So he does like him DFS. He's super cheap. So you can get. If you're looking to save some money, you can definitely do that, Lamar Jackson, and squeeze in your um, your higher priced running backs, which uh, for the main slate are Saquon Barkley, 
Zeke Elliott, Melvin Gordon. Maybe you could play three of those guys and just use Lamar Jackson as the QB. So that's the big news. Other big injuries, A.J. Green, of guys that are out, A.J. Green, Marvin Jones, uh, Jordy Nelson, Taewon Taylor, Jamison Crowder, Tavon Austin, Darren Sproles, Ronald Jones, Chris Thompson, Torrey Smith, and Michael Roberts expected to play. But these are technically game-time decisions. Kiki Kuti, Antonio Gates, Chris Godwin, Questionable, not looking good for Sammy Watkins. And John Ross and Tajay Sharp will be game-time decisions. I think you could just say the name John Ross is always a game-time decision. You just don't know if that, if that guy can play, when he can play. I think he's just going to be an oft-injured player uh, for the rest of his career. It just seems that way. It's been that way since he's gotten into the league. So uh, we were talking running backs. We we're going to talk wide receivers. We're talking Corey Davis. Um, let me just wrap up the running backs because we said Tariq Cohen, Alex Collins, Mark Ingram is at 20, Tevin Coleman at 21, and Adrian Peterson at 22, Chris Carson at 23, Theo Riddick at 24. So um, we have some guys in there that you both said that you like quite a bit, pass-catching guys like Cohen and, and uh, Riddick uh, are in the mix there. So Theo Riddick, as we've said, could be a valuable commodity going forward, Scott. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, I, I don't have nothing to add to that. <laughs> uh, Jim, anybody on any of those guys? Two weeks, nice numbers. Yeah, uh, for Riddick, you know, not a lot, not a lot of yardage. So you're you're counting on the number of receptions and hope he gets you to double digit points, and that's what you're looking for. There's a couple of guys in here I, I have interest in. Uh, one is Marlon Mack. I don't like Mack today at all against his Tennessee defense. Um, they're just they're playing very good. Uh, defense right now against, especially against the run, number one over the last five weeks, number two on the season, only giving up three rushing touchdowns uh, at all. Actually, only giving up three touchdowns. Period to the running back position. Uh, yeah, I just, I uh, mean, I can't get behind Mac. They're only allowing three point nine yards a carry. Uh, I just, I'm having a hard time getting Mac in my lineups this week. I just don't trust him. And then the other one is Adrian Peterson. Uh, going against this Houston defense, I know Chris Thompson's out. It just, and they probably want to try and run Peterson as much as they can. But Houston's defense tough against the run, and I have a feeling that Houston gets out to an early lead. And if they do, then Peterson basically is a non-thought-of product at that point. So I'd just like to pick Scott's brain of why why he has him, you know, a little higher than most others do. Who's that? Peterson, Marlon Mack, and Adrian Peterson. Uh, well, one for Marlon Mack, just the volume that he'll get in that team, moving the ball a lot, opportunity to score near the goal line. And, you know, I'm not buying into how any defense is playing recently because as we've seen in the NFL, uh, you know, no defense is shut down. Uh, Marlon Mack has been really, really good in three or four games. He's looked nearly matchup proof. And who was the other one? Adrian Peterson. Peterson. Adrian Peterson, just I know the offensive line is hurt, but, you know, they have to build the offense around him. Uh, that's, that's really the only choice they have. Uh, okay. So um, I have to play Adrian Peterson against you today, Scott. You guys are talking about how the bye weeks are so easy on everybody. Like, in these deeper leagues, I'm, I'm crushed. I lost my whole wide receiving core because they're hurt, and it, and now I got George Kittle on a bye. you got to be prepared for these kind of things. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't realize Marvin Jones and A.J. Green and Cooper Cup were going to get hurt on the same week. 
I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't prepare for that. Everybody deals with injuries. I got it, but yeah, they all three whining. happen at one time. Stop whining. So yeah, stop anyway, it. George Kittle is on bye for the record. Anyway, it's more than three and a half teams that you suggested earlier. The football gods are slight are shot, are smiling on the defending champion. What do you want? Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> I gotta play Josh Reynolds. You know what? You, you like still may win the game. You like how he gets that defending champion in there. Yeah, that was not subtle at all. Slides right. it right in there, nice yeah. and easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slides not, it right on the Not subtle. Yeah, not yeah, subtle for those of for yeah, those that know. Anyway. But I'll tell you, you could still win the game. You can't look at things on paper and assume anything. I understand, but you, you, I, I, you know that. I'm just telling the listeners that. I got it. But it's it is a weaker team that I would like to throw out there. And you got you had Devontae Adams, a nice little game out of Devontae Adams. So, uh, Jim, you had a prop bet for Dalvin Cook before we get to wide receivers. Yeah, actually, Vegas uh, kind of agrees with you a little bit, Mike. Vegas has the over-under for rushing yards for Dalvin Cook at 50.5. Now that I'm playing him, I'm going to take the over. Five minutes ago, I had the under. But I'm still going to go over. That's pretty low. I'm going to go. And just so you know, yeah, I'm going to go over as well. That's pretty low. Um, And then. And then on the other side of the coin, they got Saquon Barkley at over under 80.5. Now, he's only averaging 65 yards on the ground yeah, all season. Yeah, the rushing. The but rushing, against his Atlanta. Um, Tampa, you mean. So, um, uh, Tampa, I mean, yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I, would, I would hedge on that one a little bit. I, I would be tempted to say over. Is there a total for his scrimmage yards? I didn't. I, I didn't see one, no, when I was looking around. I uh, well, we'll take one. a look to see if we can find that. Because I'd almost, regardless of what it is, I'd almost take the over there. But banking on the rushing yards, I don't know that I can do that. I don't know that I can do that. I can't trust the offensive yeah, line with you. to bust him open. I can't trust him to pick up 115 scrimmage yards. You know what I mean? So I just don't know that I can trust the 81 rushing yards from Barkley. just takes one play for him, but... It is what it is. So let's move over to uh, why we'll keep doing prop bets throughout, uh, by the way. And for the record, like I, I, I do it with a little tongue in cheek, but I, I'm bullish on the Titans because I and, and I am constantly playing Titans and Corey Davis and Mariota and all this kind of stuff because I've been bullish on them since June. I still think they are going to turn it around, can potentially win this division, uh, but. I, I have them over eight, and I really desperately need them in this competition that I'm in. So I'm rooting for the Titans every week, and Deion Lewis and everybody. So anyway, hey, well, you got a nice you got a nice game last week. That was one huge. You didn't think you were going to get that was huge. Yeah. I needed that one, and I really I was, they really need to win this one. I need them to get to six and four, so I have a little bit of wiggle room. They play so many tight, ugly games that I. Listen, last year they were eight and four, and I had to sweat it out. It was the same last year. It was like over eight and a half or something, and I had to sweat it out to week 17. They had to beat the Jaguars. The Jags didn't have anything to play for, but Marone put the whole lineup out there trying to beat them, and I won it at nine and seven. They were eight and four, three-game losing streak, and one in week 17, and I can see that happening again, so I need as much cushion as I can get, uh, and I, I, I think the guy that's – sort of in the lead, I put that in quotes because none of the bets have been decided yet. I think he's going to go 4 and 0. So I'm trying to go 4 and 0 with my overs uh over unders as well. I have the Lions under 8, Titans over 8, Raiders under 8, and the Bucks under 6 and a half. 
So I need Fitz to keep losing as he can throw the ball all he wants. I just need him to keep losing. So uh, wide receivers, Scott, no surprise here. Michael Thomas at number one, Odell at two, DeAndre Hopkins at three. By the way, we'll keep doing wide receivers into the next segment as well because we had some good discussions here uh, regarding um, Dalvin Cook and others. Devontae Adams comes in at number four. He had a really good game the other night. Antonio Brown at five, Tyreek Hill at six, Julio Jones at seven, Adam Thielen at eight, Robert Woods at nine, Brandon Cooks at 10. Again, you have those guys clumped together. No surprise there. Uh, Jim, any guy that jumps out to you that you really like? Michael Thomas. Let me drop one Mike Thomas stat on you. He has caught 78 of his 87 targets with Drew Brees completing 77% of his passes. It's unreal. It's unreal. (laughs) 78 of his 87 targets. So, uh, any here, notes there, Jim? a prop bet on Thomas. Yeah, let's well, do here's it. a prop bet on Thomas. His receiving yards over under 105.5. Now, what really makes this interesting is his average on the season is 105.6. So, Scott, does he hit his I season average? I definitely go the over there with that, with that depleted secondary. Right. I, I think he might double it. <laughs> Ooh, so, double it. Wow, there's a ball. Yeah. So, like to Scott's point... Uh, <laughs> The Eagles lost Ronald Darby for the year. <laughs> Jalen Mills, one of the corners, also won't play. They've called up practice squad guys. They're complete. If you haven't, I've said this last week, the exact same thing. If you haven't been picking on the Eagles secondary all year, you haven't been paying attention. And it is now worse because Darby's out for the year. He was probably the best quarter, air quotes around that, that they had. And now they're in big trouble. And this is the last place they need to be is in New Orleans. Of course, they'll probably win the game because it's just the NFL. But uh, it, they're in big trouble. At the start of the at the start of the season, their their starters on their nickel secondary, which is probably what they're going to be using most of today. Um, their starters were Ronald Dur- Darby out for the season, like you said. Jalen Mills, who who missed uh, Week Ten, is going to be out today. Uh, Sidney Jones, who's been out since Week Six. Ronnie McLeod, who tore his ace- MCL, is out for the year. The only one still playing is Malcolm Jenkins. Wow, and I know guys I know like they are worth a nickel. Yeah, I know guys like Rasul Douglas and other guys have been called off the practice squad in order to play. So it's a mash unit, and they're playing against the, you know, one of the best passing quarterback, the best one of the best passing quarterback seasons of all time is occurring uh, with Drew Brees, at least as far as accuracy is concerned. Uh, so uh, Antonio Brown, uh, we looked through all those guys. Uh, Scotty, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, right next to one another. No Cooper Cup for the rest of the year, sadly. Uh, I'm trying to think where you have Josh Reynolds in here. You have as a late wide receiver three. So you think this just keeps happening. Woods like slightly outpaces cooks and targets, uh, but that condensed offense really doesn't go much beyond Gurley, Woods, Cooks, and now conceivably Reynolds. Is he the fourth piece in that condensed offense? Reynolds may be the fourth piece, but they could also factor the tight ends in there as well. You know, you got Everett, you have Higby. Uh, look, Reynolds did score two touchdowns in the last game, but the last two games that uh, you know that uh, Cooper Cup missed, you know the, the, the reception and yardage numbers weren't too impressive. So I'd be careful about using him unless you have somebody in a bye week. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him over more established, consistent starter for the better floor. Jim, uh, now the only the only ahead. thing I, I want to say to that though is uh, you know I want a piece of that Monday night game. 63 and a half points over under high implied point totals for both teams. Um, you know, I, 
I would take him over a guy who's going to get me, uh, you oh. know, who has a, a ceiling of 10, 11 points. He, that floor might be the same, 10 or 11 points. But, you know, if that's his ceiling, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Sneed and guys in those names that, you know, have been consistently getting you 10, 12 points each and every week. Uh, I'm going to take Reynolds over them at all because I want any piece of this Monday night game I can get. Um, just because, I mean, again, we're looking at both teams, and we've never seen this before. Both teams have an implied point totals of over, over 30. 30. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the first time. I, I, well, my ranking doesn't disagree with that. I have been 34. No, no, yeah, he's, no. I'm not, he's I'm a not startable saying you back are. Wide, yeah. wide receiver three. Willie yep, Steed, I'm, I have it like 58. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I'm not I'm not arguing where you're having your rankings. I want people to know no, that, like I, you know, I want saying. the upside here. And he, he definitely, in this offense, in this game, has the upside. I paid a lot of money for Josh Reynolds everywhere. It's that time of year. I got to start making some moves to try and win something. We'll be right back. More wide receivers after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back on FST, Jim Day, press, uh, some vocals there. Scott Angle, Mike Blewett. Slightly out of breath. The restroom break. In, in between segments. need to get a restroom on that floor. No kidding. From your lips to Mike Cardano's ears, my friend. Let's get a bathroom installed in the same floor so we're not... Uh, or... Or perhaps a longer commercial break. That would that would be helpful. Maybe maybe we lengthen go it by a minute. All the time. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire, just try dailyroto.com for free this Thanksgiving. That's right, free advice from fantasy millionaires like Drew Dinkmeyer and Jeremy Stein and Colin Drew and Mike Leone and Ricky Sanders. One of those guys will be on with us uh, in about an hour. So free daily fantasy projections and free access to everything you need to dominate NFL DFS this Thanksgiving. Don't be a turkey. Head on over to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code TG18 for Thanksgiving to access your free five-day trial. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code TG18. So you don't just get it for the Thanksgiving games. You get it all the way through the weekend. So uh, have fun with that. Uh, hopefully you're hitting us up on Twitter today. At FNTSY Radio, uh, I'm gonna be on. We'll be on here until ten o'clock. Then it from there on, it is uh, lineup lock live. That's myself, Gabe Morency, and Corey Parson from ten to one. 
And then from one to eight o'clock, it is. What time do you guys go on? Seven or eight? I always mix this up. Eight o'clock, eight. right? So, eight. From, eight. so from one to eight, it's yeah. Fantasy Football Live. Uh, it starts with Corey Parson and Gabe Morency. Chris Ventra sometimes is in there, along with Chris Welsh giving updates. And then Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, uh, Joe Galena take over at four o'clock. And then these two gentlemen, these two fine gentlemen, one of whom is an FSWA Hall of Famer, Scott Engel, will be here with Jim. They'll do Fantasy Football Rewind. They'll take and the other's all just chopped liver. Oh, the other guy's just, you know, you're all around good dude, uh, likes music, <laughs> knows a lot about f- fantasy football, and uh, uh, is going to complain about the Giants in some way, shape, or form, even if they win, which I do think they're going to be. It's one of my best bets of the week. God, no. Yeah. I, look, no, I'm not a giant. They, they shouldn't jinx win another guy. game all year. They shouldn't. They shouldn't win another game all year. Well, I don't. I need Idiots. the Bucks to lose every game, so I am all in. You said on, that last week. Well, yeah, I know. I'm going to say it every week. They shouldn't win another game all year. Well, you're not out picking the Raiders, and I know the Raiders technically have a quarterback, so we'll see. I mean, are you in love with any of the quarterbacks anyway? No. Right. So, what does it matter? It's yeah, pl- I don't care. It still well, gets us dra- more draft capital. We could always trade out and get some more picks involved there's so, so many more options with those early picks yeah so anyway uh so good stuff that's uh that's where we're at we're keep going through the wide receivers we didn't get through too many of them i like this well, the- yeah, we, whoa, whoa, whoa. can i break in one point i'm sorry yeah, Mike, yeah. But I, we were talking about the the high over under for monday night 63 and a half and here's a great stat for this for all people that love to bet over unders uh, since 2003, there have been 11 games that have had over-unders of 57.5 or higher. Every single one of those this games year. has gone over oh. by an average of 10 points. And we've had three games this year with those kind of numbers, and two have gone over by 20 points. So, the, wait, 57.5, how many games have gone on? Say, say 11-0. Since 2003, wow. that have had 57 and a half or higher. I'm actually surprised there's only been 11 games. Maybe it's because there's been a concentration of them this year, but that is a really high number, too. We see a lot in the 50s, but getting it up to like 58, that is pretty rare. And like I even said, I, I think to some extent, because it's been so high scoring this year and we've seen so many totals in the 50s, I even saw that 63 today and I was like, wow, that seems really high. It's probably the highest this year. You're like, well, it's the highest of all time. But I think it speaks to me regularly see, regularly seeing totals in the high 50s that um, surprised me. So that's good stuff. So, you, so you're, you'd have to be in on the over uh, tomorrow night based on that. Which, of course, means it's going to be a 16-13 game, like Scott says. No way. What looks like on paper doesn't no end up always happening. way. That would be a bummer. Very hard to predict execution. <laughs> that would be a bummer if that happened. So, uh, let's keep going. Juju Smith at 12. Keenan Allen at 13. Daily Roto really likes him uh, this week. Uh, it's only $7,600 on FanDuel. So... For, you can get like elite production at a relatively um, muted price can, tag. Can I ask you a, a, a serious question about that? Because yes. you you reference FanDuel a lot. You like FanDuel more. You like the half point PPR more than the full um, point PPR. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say that. 
Uh, I just what, uh, what what points you more towards Vandal? Because I, I find myself drifting the fact that they advertise on this network. You don't get it. There's a business. It's, it's part. <laughs> you I, ever I'd, seen I'd, Purple Rain? You're not you're not too far gone to see that. I I I'd be lying if I didn't say that they are an advertising partner, uh, and that we do content for them is a is a factor. Um, I just think over time, like. E- Look, I played plenty of DraftKings, too, in my life. I just think this year, to be to- to be totally honest, this year, because of my setup and the way in which we broadcast, and I'm here for, like, five hours, I've played far less DFS than I anticipated playing, and I think I just get into a little bit of a rhythm playing FanDuel. I put in my DraftKings lineups when I can, but I think I just go to FanDuel first and, you know, put my few lineups in there. So, uh, but as far as playing... Uh, I wouldn't tell anybody that they have to play uh, a game that they're less comfortable with. Like, if you like DraftKings and the full-point PPR, go for it. do both. Yeah. yeah. I do both. Yes, I do, too. I do, too. I I do a little bit of FanDuel, but I definitely prefer the full-point PPR. It's just me. By the way, those just happened to be the couple of notes that I saw. Like, I I, I did drop a couple of FanDuel prices, but I also have some uh, on wide receivers like Brandon LaFell is only 3400 on DraftKings and while nobody really wants a part of the Raiders offense to have a guy without Jordy Nelson Amari Cooper's obviously gone no Jordy Nelson this week no Martavis Bryant somebody as Drew Dinkmeyer put it in the podcast somebody has to catch four passes for 50 yards and if you can buy that guy for $3,400 and get what I just said would be nine DraftKings points, that's almost three times production. So you'd have to consider that to be a pretty good price. Um, you could do Seth Roberts, too, and he's only, I think, three grand on DraftKings. So um, Jordan Reed is below $4,000 on DraftKings. So uh, I just happened to drop those two FanDuel prices. I do play a little bit more on FanDuel, but... I can't say uh, there's anything wrong with DraftKings. So, uh, fair question. I think it's always good to ask those questions and uh, talk about it on air. So, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Evans at 14, Alshon Jeffrey at 15, Amari Cooper at 16, Marquez Valdez, Scantling at 17. Really disappointing effort from him. <laughs> such such a bummer. I started him in a couple of leagues. Uh, it's not good. I think you did too, Scott. Spent so much me. time blocking. Yeah. Yeah, Manny Manny Sanders at 18. That's an interesting one. Manny Sanders at 18 in a game where I think a lot of people suspect that Broncos may have to throw to stay in it. Uh, So Manny Sanders at 18. Your thoughts there, Scott? Uh, Yeah, I think they're certainly going to be playing from behind there. And, you know, that's that's Case Keenum's go-to guy. Not that being a go-to guy for a Case Keenum is like anything to brag about. It's always nice to be a go-to just, guy, though. He's just had a couple of bad weeks in a row. That's just, you know, especially cool. against the Chiefs, that should have been a Sanders. Last two oh, weeks, okay. 9.7 points in, against the Chiefs, and, and then against the Texans, 10.7 points. I, I mean, you know, you expect more out of him in, in that one. It, it seems like it's declined a little bit since Thomas is gone. Tyler Boyd at 19, T.U.I. Hilton at 20, Allen Robinson 21, Fitz 22. We talked about him a bunch. Tyler Lockett at 23, like I said, got saved kind of at the end of the game. There's a couple of long passes on that last scoring drive. We were clutch. Deshaun Jackson at 24. So you got two Tampa wide receivers in the top 24. Kenny Galladay at 25, Golden Tate at 26, former teammate. 
Corey Davis at 27, Sterling Shepard, Anthony Miller, Cortland Sutton, Calvin Ridley, and on and on and on. I just go to the rankings to see some of these guys. Jim, if you have any other prop bets, uh, send them my way. Otherwise, I'm going to move on to the tight end position. You have anything at any of the any of these? Oh uh, yeah, I got a, I got a ton of them here for Larry Fitzgerald. We've been yeah. talking about him. Yeah. They have their over under receiving yards at fifty five point five. To me, that seems ridiculous. I'm taking the over in that it is. easily. I like it. Yeah, it's the easiest uh, prop of the day. And then here's another one I like, Anthony Miller at 39.5. Now, it's a little risky, but definitely getting him more involved lately. Uh, Robinson has a little tougher matchup. I think Miller should be in line for another decent day, and I think he goes over to 39.5. And, a half. and we have, we, they yeah, are. Especially if he plays in, 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 inside, you can burn them in the slot. Yeah, and then they're, they're yeah, still hurting defensively. Anthony, Anthony Barr is banged up. He's going to be a game-time decision. Andrew Sandejo is out. Again, they've really been banged up a lot on defense this year. And Xavier Rhodes is not 100%. Yeah, I I think that is a big part of what's been going on with Minnesota. They've had some – there's other teams that have more injuries. You've talked about the Niners in the past. The Bucs are obviously pretty banged up. But the Vikings have had some key injuries, like at safety, at linebacker, at running back. Um, And I I don't know that their depth has been able to – uh, carry on in in a big way. Uh, clearly, well, same skip. thing with the Giants. All those in. Oh wait, no, they just suck. <laughs> yeah, they're just terrible. No, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so we'll keep dropping. We'll keep dropping uh, more prop bets throughout. But let's just spend a few minutes on the tight end position. I'm glad we're not spending too much time on it because this position is just a mess. Uh, Travis Kelsey's at one. Obviously, Zach Ertz is at number two. He's the number one tight end in fantasy football this year. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Monster. He's a bum. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's amazing. Yeah, I love that guy. He's my, one of my cut ke- him and Gurley. He's one of my keepers. Uh, Eric Ebron at three. Uh, Jimmy Graham at four. Let me stop you there because you have Ebron at three and Jack Doyle at eight. There's no arguing. I don't like the Jimmy Graham call at all. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Graham came in at number four wow, there. Hindsight master. And, and, and looks like he broke his thumb, too. There's no determination as yeah. to how long that may or may not keep him out. But I yeah, keep that in mind. Corey four to six weeks. Four to six weeks? Is that already yeah. – they already said he's yep. out four to six? Yeah, it's already been reported. Yeah. Yep. That's, uh, all right. Well, this position's a mess. It cost me a bottle of scotch. Breaking news. <laughs> this, this, this position is a mess. That's why I – it's why I don't draft early. I did it one time this year, and probably the only time I did it in the last four years, and I drafted Gronk. It's not working. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> you can just pick up whomever you want or George Kittle. It's just what, whatever you can do to get George Kittle uh, late in your drafts this year. Hopefully you did that. So, uh, so Scott, you have Ebron at three, Doyle at eight. I know going into the year you're a big Doyle fan. It, you still have him as a top tight end, but uh, why – are you just going on recent production? You think that it's got a shade towards Ebron with him getting in the end zone so much? Ebron is Andrew Luck's number one touchdown target. It's 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 very, very clear. And the guy has thrown he's thrown three or more touchdown passes in six consecutive games. He's only one of four quarterbacks to do that. The other quarterbacks in to do that, Brady, Manning, Marino. So Eli. Eric Ebron is very si- more Eli. safe Eli for six points than it just about. Uh, I think you know which one I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, come on. And I'm not I'm talking about to, Archie. I'm trying Archie to get a little either. humor in, yeah. in, injected into the show. Yeah. 
<laughs> Not during my analysis. Uh, sorry. He's I cut you off. Anal. I cut you off. So, so you just like Ebron is a clear touchdown target. <laughs> yeah. yeah, more more than it. He might be a better touchdown target than any other tight end. You know, in terms of consistency. Uh, all right, so Jimmy Graham. At- Heck, they got him a rushing touchdown last week. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so come on. Coming. <laughs> and in fact, in one league, I had I had been using Ebron, and then Doyle came back, and I cut Ebron for Doyle. And boy, was that a mistake. I mean, I, I'm happy to have Doyle, but uh, I should have just kept playing Ebron. Was, that, was the, that was the move. So... O.J. Howard at five, uh, Greg Olson at six, Trey Burton at seven, Jack Doyle at eight, like I said, Austin Hooper at nine, Evan Ingram at 10, Cook at 11, Jeff Hoyerman at 12. I will say this about Jeff Hoyerman because there's a lot of names on here that are sort of unrecognizable to our more casual players, but I did pick up Hoyerman. He's been seeing enough targets. It was a league in which I was somewhat desperate for a tight end, but... I like the way that they were going with Jake Butt when he was out for the year. I think Hoyerman just kind of slotted into what Jake Butt's role is going to be. I don't think he's as talented, but I think he's got a little bit. The problem with the tight end position in general, guys, and Jim, I'll let you answer this first, is that I can't tell you there's a safe floor for many guys. There's plenty of guys out there with good projections, and then they go two for 19. And... You're ticked off, but it happens every week. And Scott has Jeff Horman as number 12. I think that's about right. And I think you can roll him out there and play him if you're trying to stream tight ends. Well, to, just to that point, I mean, we've seen O.J. Howard had what we thought was a very comfortable floor uh, pretty much all season. You know, did nothing that one week against the Bears uh, and week one against the Saints. But every other week, you know, he's been in double digits and most of those weeks in, in you know, mid to upper teens in double digits. And then next, last week against the Redskins in what looked like a, should be a good matchup for him, he does nothing with one catch for 15 yards. And, and we just continue to see that throughout the tight end position. Doesn't matter if they look like they have nice matchups or not. They're just so inconsistently up and down uh, pretty much across the board once you get away from, you know, Ertz, Kelsey, and Kittle, and Ebron. Uh, Everybody else has been so hit or miss every single week. It's impossible to tell. Yeah. So, uh, Scott, any any thoughts there? It's a few other guys. You have Ricky Seals-Jones, Vance McDonald, John Smith in the top 15. Any other notes on any of these guys? And, Jim, if you have any prop bets, throw them uh, our way after Scott talks. Yeah, just with Harmon, uh, he's coming off a 10-catch game, and the Chargers are not good against tight ends. Uh, so I like him. Uh, I think he may actually start to benefit more from the departure of Demarius Thomas. Uh, you know, we, we saw Case Keenum go to a lot of the last game. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, he has all the talent, and it looks like Leftwich is giving him more of a crack, too. Yeah, like that. But uh, Seals-Jones has been incredibly inconsistent. You know, he exa- plays exactly to what Jim says, that you don't know if he can take advantage of a good matchup. And uh, Jordan Reed, it's just, uh, you know, you really can't use him. He was saying that his, you know, surgery on his both his toes from last year is still bothering him. Uh, yeah, but meanwhile, the Daily Roto guys really like him this week, as Mike said earlier. And I, man, I, I, every week I come across some guy that they they really like that I can't get my head wrapped around. And 
So far, like eight out of ten times, they've been freaking right. They're yeah. pissing me off. Yeah, James O'Shaughnessy that's is. Why they are who is, they are. Yeah, that's, that's why yeah, that's James right. O'Shaughnessy. That's why they're millie makers, and I'm not. <laughs> James O'Shaughnessy is one of those guys this week. You can punt on him. I uh, do like him. He's uh, he's coming off five catch performance. A few other tight ends that Daily Roto likes are. Austin Hooper, Jeff Horman, Evan Ingram, and Seals Jones, like we talked about on DraftKings in particular. And Jordan Reed, that's their guy, 4K on DK. We'll come back and close it out, do some survivor picks and some DFS lineups next on FST Game Day Edition on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Keep it locked. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. FSD closing it out today. Thanks for joining us. We've got lineup lock live next with me, Abe Morrency, Corey Parson. <laughs> so we've talked some DFS today. We've talked uh, about all the games, spreads. I, I think my best bets for the week. I'm trying to think what I did. I, I'll find it, but I know I took the Titans uh, plus three. In Indianapolis, I definitely did that. It's now down to, yeah. It's I think it's. Let me check the line. It's moved a little. I bit. got minus one. This I'm morning. seeing Westgate. Westgate is minus two. So, okay. so I'm getting two points. Titans on the road. That's that's like up to the minute you guys, stuff. You guys yell at me about FanDuel being a, you know, a, you're right. a, a patron of the patron of the show you're right while you're talking about westgate <laughs> you're right i should be on the mybookie.ag I, we got a lot of partners but we should be on the fanduel <laughs> sportsbook just to make sure that we are all on the same page james i am there right now and i am also seeing two minus two uh so i'm gonna take the two points for tennessee my other game that i went with i've just mentioned before I'm gonna lay the two and a half for the Giants. I think they, I think they beat the Bucks. Even it could be a tight one, but I'll give the Giants. No, don't do that. A field goal victory. Yeah, really. <laughs> and I can't remember the third one I picked. I'll, I'll look it up as we're talking right now. So, what I wanted to do for you guys is go with survivor picks. Who's your survivor pick of the week? Scott, you first. I Sorry. think it's easily Arizona. Easily Arizona. Uh, yeah. When else are you gonna to get to use them, really? Um, I think that's a fair <laughs> point. So. I, I want to say Arizona. It just makes so much sense in the world. But, uh, man, it's so hard to trust. <laughs> I get you. Playing Oakland, it should definitely be a, a At home. game. Yeah, the only time you could use them all year. I get it. Although there might be more Raider fans in the stands than Cardinal fans. You know, we know yeah, about this. True. Somehow <laughs> Raider fans still think the team is good, although they haven't been in 35 years. I know what the other one I picked was. <laughs> 
Um, and I got it luckily at 48, but I picked Dallas Atlanta over 48. I, I got that on Friday. So uh, it's up to 50 now. That's one up to 50. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's, those are my three picks for the week. As far as my survivor pick is concerned, I actually went with the giants. I'm all in. I, I, I just think the bucks are kind of a mess right now. Um, the Giants aren't a particularly good team. No, the Giants aren't, though. Huh? I, I understand that. But I also, I'm, I'm staying true to my survivor strategy. I'm not re-picking teams. I've picked a lot of teams uh, on the year. In my you survivor. picked Arizona before? I haven't. That's interesting, though. I, I, yeah, I probably should. No, you and Dane both picked it. That's why I wanted to go a different way. I'm eight and two yeah. on my survivor picks so far this year. So I lost with Atlanta this past well, we week. I questioned you, yeah. and I went with the Vikings <laughs> in week three. So uh, I've done pretty well. Like, oh, the Buffalo debacle! <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which knocked out like ninety percent of survivor uh, pool participants. But in any event, uh, so I'm going with the G-men this week. I think they get the win. I, I, I've said this a lot about the Giants, Jim. Like they aren't the type of team, and I know last year totally went off the rails, but it was a coach that was just checked out and everybody knew he was gone and they checked out on him. Normally though, the giants compete and we have seen them compete pretty well. Now they've actually done a little bit better on the road than they have done at home, but at home, yeah. uh, I, I, I think I'll give them the home win this week. I, I just do think they compete. They have some elite players that continue to compete and I don't think anybody's mailing it in just yet uh, with the Giants. So that's that's why I picked who I picked. So you guys are both going Cardinals, it sounds like, on that one. No, I'm not going Cardinals. I, I'm actually going with Carolina. Haven't used them at all yet like this, this year. I'm uh, on the road, even against Detroit, getting laying five points. I, I like Carolina in this one. Detroit just looks like they're toast. Um, you know, the, I picked Chicago against them last week, and it wasn't even halfway near as close as the final score made it out to be. Although, I, I mean, uh, you have to wonder if Cody Parker is going to be able to hit four uprights again this week. Amazing. Uh, just amazing. <laughs> what, amazing. I, that really is amazing to me. <laughs> just dunk four straight kicks right into the, the, the pylons. And, you know, the, the, he must – I know a lot of kickers practice – hitting them just for fun to see if they can. But you, you have to wonder if muscle memory came back to bite them in the ass for that. <laughs> but I like Carolina. And you, Carolina you said, you said something, too, that we, we always say this year, at some point every season between weeks 11 and 13, Detroit looks like they're toast. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So I'm definitely all in on Carolina this they've week. Been, they've been horrible against the pass this year. They're 31st in the league in pass uh, defense DVOA. It's a football outsiders metric, and they're 32nd against number one wide receivers, which puts Devin Funches in a good light. Despite the fact that they have Darius Slay there, and they're paying him a well, ton look, of money. He's going They've against been... Darius Slay, though. I know, but Darius Slay. And he's seeing less targets. He's seeing less targets also with Olsen back, too. True. So True. same thing we yeah. saw last year. But I would uh, say this, Scott. You know, so that, that's hurting he's him. He's got out. no upside. The Lions are no 32nd <laughs> in the league in past DVOA against number one wide receivers. Now, the argument comes into play of who's their number one wide receiver, but I, I would say that Darius Slay is not having a good year, and, they, and they've been horrible against number one wide receivers. So, whomever that might be on Carolina, that's the issue. That's why I actually don't own any Carolina wide receivers across the board. Seven teams 
I don't have any Carolina wide receivers because I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to be banking on a rookie in DJ Moore or wondering if Devin Funches was going to have any big games. So I just went with McCaffrey and Olsen. I don't have Cam, but I wasn't against drafting him. Uh, that's just part of the thing that I think, Scott, you and I are kind of aligned with this. It's like trying to sift through that wide receiving core was going to be difficult all year long. Yeah, that wide receiving core is really McCaffrey and Olsen. It's not right. really the wide receivers in right. terms of consistency. Yep. Uh, okay. So, Jim. Uh, well, here, here's a good prop oh, bet real quick on yes. Greg Olson. Let's do it. They have, they have him over and under this week at 50.5. I go and, over. You know, I, man, it, it's like right there for me. I mean, yeah. you know, he's averaging less than that on the season. But it, it's like right there. I could easily see him catching, you know, five balls for 50 yards in, in this game. I don't think he goes too much above that. His last yeah, three I, weeks. I couldn't bet the over here. His last three weeks, four for 40, under, six for 76, over, four for 56, over, before that, two for five, under, and four for yeah. 48, under. Uh, he was obviously hurt for a month, and his first week of the year, it was two for 33, but I believe he got hurt in that game. So. Um, last week was his lowest total. Um, no, yeah. So, so you're right. It's right there. Um, against in the dome against the Lions, I'm going to say that's over. But I don't think of all the bets that you mentioned. I think that's one of the ones I would lay off because yeah, he could have a, a tight one for he me. could have a 48. Asked, yeah. He could have five for 48 and a score, and it's a solid game. But you missed your over. But I mean, the best one that I heard from you so far was I think Fitz was my favorite one. The 55 and a half. Yeah, I agree. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to me, that's that's so easy. Uh, Do either of you have DFS lineup potted up? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, By the way, real quick, my, uh, my picks for today though, I'm saying Philadelphia uh, plus 10. I think they need the game too badly to get blown out big time. I'm with you on the Atlanta over. Atlanta, Dallas over, and I'm taking uh, the Cardinals uh, laying five. Uh, DraftKings, Drew Brees, Deion Lewis, Alex Collins, Michael Thomas, Larry Fitzgerald, Odell Beckham, Ricky Seals-Jones, Kerryon Johnson, and the Texans. Texans. That's one game we didn't talk about really at all. Let's pause there before we get to your lineup, Jim. So the Texans are laying three in Washington. Washington is... Sort of an inconceivable six and three team. Nobody really can figure out why they're six and three. The whole offensive line is now hurt. I don't know if Trent Williams is playing today. He's been questionable. The defense has been playing really, really good been. over the last six games. They have who, been, but who, then for who? Washington. For Houston. Washington? Houston. No, for Houston, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah Houston's Houston. won six in a Washington, row. Right. Washington's defense has been total crap lately uh over the last five weeks they're 27th against uh, opposing quarterbacks and number 30 against opposing wide receivers and yet they only gave up three points last week somehow but the uh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> it's, Don't figure. Yeah, it's weird so it's a very w- strange anomaly so you guys both like houston to come in and take care of business today I, I, that's a hard game for me because i really don't know what washington yeah, I, is as Corey loves to say, Washington is a very flaccid six and three. They're they're not that good a team. Well, what does that make Dallas? 
Uh, yeah, Dallas, he, he says that about Dallas, too, so don't sweat it. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but Houston, you know, playing real strong right now. I, I think they come in against Washington and just tear Washington up to this week. Got thoughts on that game? I think it's a low-scoring game here. I yeah. think it's going to be a low scoring, lower-scoring game here, though, although Deshaun Watson should probably get his stats. Uh, it seems to be a very defensive battle, though. Washington seems to play better defense at home. Yeah, that, that total is down to 41.5. I believe it is now the lowest on the board. Let me see what that Arizona Raiders now, one is. Last I saw Cincinnati, Baltimore was 39.5. Uh, so... Yeah, that is up to – I'm on FanDuel Sportsbook because you told me to go there, Jim. That's 44-and-a-half. Uh, we have – Wow, it's up to 44-and-a-half now. Damn. Houston and Washington's 41-and-a-half. Raiders, Cardinals is 41. That is the lowest total. So those uh, those are going back and forth, those two, uh, to be the lowest one. Uh, so, uh, Scott, your um, give me your FanDuel lineup or your DFS lineup. Oh, yeah, I just gave you a lineup. Oh, you yeah. did. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, give, uh, yeah, I'll give you my drafting my lineup. My bad. Uh, yeah. Okay, no worries. Um, I'm going with uh, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, Saquon Barkley, Alex Collins, Odell Beckham Jr., Corey Davis, Kenny Galladay, Ricky Seals-Jones, David Johnson at my flex, and the Detroit defense. It's funny. We talked about a lot of those Detroit defense. Why? Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to be contrarian in, in a few of these picks here. I just wanted to go against the grain. That's very contrarian. That's very I, contrarian. I know. I know it is. But you you also just said you thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. can be a low-scoring game. They could, you know, get, get a couple sacks here, get a couple of picks. Who knows? It's just the way the game bounces. I, I wanted to pick a, a very low price so I could get chalk at a couple other positions. Well, you are in on a couple of teams there, though. You're in on the G-Men and you're in on the Cardinals. Uh, you have Fitz and – was it Fitz and Seals Jones or David Johnson and Seals Jones? David Johnson and Seals Jones, yeah. So you have Saquon, Alex Collins, and DJ in there. That's pretty good. Uh, Lamar Jackson saving you, obviously, a lot of money at the quarterback position. Um, but you, So you like the G-Men today, Jim. Despite you us joking around back and forth, you seem to like the G-Men to be able to put up some points today. Well, I think they'll put up fantasy points. I'm just hoping they don't put up a lot of real points. I just want them to lose. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, I don't have a lineup set up for you folks. So that's why I was giving out my picks earlier. Um, so the Panthers, so you like that. So you think, yeah. So you think the Lions are dead in the water. Um, Steelers-Jaguars, we didn't talk about that game too much because it's usually a foregone conclusion that you're putting Connor and A.B., and Juju Smith out there on the Jaguar side of things. I think everybody's ready to play Fournette from a wide receiver standpoint. I have to play Dante Moncrief today. Just got hit with a lot of buys in a deeper league. Um, how do you see this game playing out today, Jim? Steelers lost to the Jaguars twice last year. Jags knocked them out of the playoffs. The Jags are reeling, but they are in absolute desperation mode. Like if they lose today, it's over. For the season, it's so over. There'd be three and seven. If they're four and six, and Houston, over. and Houston, oh, you think it's already over? <laughs> it, it's over because they're going to lose today. 
Pittsburgh is going to come in and hammer them today uh, just because of last year, taking them out of the playoffs. Um, they're they're going to hammer them. Pittsburgh is playing very good football right now. Jacksonville is not. Uh, and, uh, you know, Fournette, is gonna you know get his carries and get his play, but man, I love Pittsburgh in this one. Scott, uh, you you subscribe to some narratives sometimes like that. You you understand how competitive it can be from week to week and year to year. You think the Steelers exact some revenge today down in Jacksonville? Definitely. You know they're just a better team right now. Jacksonville's defensive reputation is gone. Uh, there's nothing to worry about with facing them. Uh, yeah, Roethlisberger should have a good game, and uh, yeah, Jacksonville has had been good to run against the run lately. So James Conner is probably going to chew them up. Uh, yeah, I think the Steelers are just clearly the better team, no matter way this, where this game is played. Although I think Jacksonville will put up something with, of a fight behind Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I always get worried when you're playing teams in in pure desperation mode. But to your to both your points, I, Steelers have ripped off five in a row. The Jags, I, I think. There's a lot going on in that clubhouse. Jalen Ramsey has been honest about it, that you know, he, he couldn't come right out and say it, but I, it, it's clear the defense is ticked off at the offense. The defense hasn't really been taking care of business uh, entirely either. So, um, you know, as a Steelers fan, I, I'm a little wary because they're playing a team in pure desperation mode, but at the same time they are – the Steelers' defense has played a lot like a, better. Like a, like a fantasy player there. You're making up worries where there are none. Yeah. Well, Although uh, Daxville does get A.J. Bowie back. Today, yeah, they do get so A.J. Bowie back, so that helps. I, I would yeah. say, though, in my in my closing statement, Scott, I was going to say, um, while I have concerns as a fan, the Steelers' defense has played better, and I just think that what unless they are able to run the oh, ball like great. they did in one of their yeah. games – in both of their games last year, I think they'll be able to put enough pressure on Bortles to make him uncomfortable. The pass rushes back a little bit, even though Stefan Tewitt is out this week. I think they've played a lot better than they played Take certainly your in the first month. out of it. You're talking about a team five to, winning five in a row playing against Blake Bortles. Yeah, that's right. And I, here, here's, a, here's another real quick point. On the season, Pittsburgh is 25th against opposing quarterbacks. Jacksonville is number five on the season. Over the last five weeks, Pittsburgh is number four. Yeah. Jacksonville is number 25. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so they pretty much switched spots. Yeah, that's a good stat to end on. I think I think they just got a lot better in the secondary. The Steelers did, and they increased the pass rush. Stephon Tewitt is out. That's a loss, but uh, Jacksonville's got some guys banged up too, even though they're getting A.J. Bouye back. So uh, I just wanted to close out talking about a couple of games there. Uh, good stuff. Hope we put you out on the on. Hopefully, get you back on the good foot this week with your fantasy teams. You can go to RotoExperts.com to check all of Scott's rankings. These guys will be back here tonight from eight to ten p.m. on Fantasy Football Rewind. So, thanks for joining us these past two hours on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm back right after the break with Gabe Morrissey and Corey Parson for Lineup Lock Live. Gentlemen, good to be with you as always. I'll talk to you again soon. Good luck, everybody, this week. We'll see. And I'll see you on we'll the other see side. See you on of the break. Turkey Day, Mike. Yes, sir. That's right. See you on Thanksgiving. Yeah.